Hello, welcome to another episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. Right now is a peak time for food preservation. If you have decided to do some canning this time of year, you probably have already done a lot of work to do your harvest, to purchase produce, prepare it, cook it, and process it by either using a water bath or pressure canning methods. A lot of time and effort has gone into this, right? So now what? How do you store it? How do you keep it safe? and free from any potential spoilage or damage. I'm gonna show you how to do that in this episode. So let's get started. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hello! Today we are going to talk all about how to store your newly processed jars full of food that you have spent a lot of time and effort preserving. We want to make sure that they are being stored properly and safely. We spent a lot of time preserving this food. It is really important that we actually store them properly as well. While preserving food using a method such as water bath or pressure canning, depending on the food, will allow the food to be shelf stable. While preserving your food using a method such as water bath or pressure canning, really depending on what food you have will depend on what method you choose. But that will allow your food to be self-stable. However, you could ruin your seals or spoil your food or damage your jars if you don't actually store them correctly. It's really important. The very first thing that you want to do when your jars are finished processing and cooled. So you've, you've pulled them out of the, pro- the canner, either the water bath canner or the pressure canner, and you're, they're sitting on your countertop. They've pumped, they've, they have made that nice ping sound, and they're cooled down. Uh, the very first thing you want to do is to remove the rings. You also want to check the seals. So just kind of make, hold them up by the seals. Make sure that you've got a really great um, suction there. You also want to make sure, sometimes I just like to tap the lid of it to make sure that there's no give in the actual seal. You're probably going to find different uh, varying opinions as far as whether or not to remove the rings. Um, I choose to remove the rings for several reasons. One, I don't only have so many rings, right? So I don't want already jarred food to be taking them up on the shelf. I use them for all kinds of things. I use them for my storage jars. I use them when I'm ferment. I use them when I'm making cleaners or... Uh, personal products. So I use a lot of the rings and I don't want already jarred cans to be using them all up. Also, if you keep the rings on, you may not know if your seal actually breaks. You may experience what's called a false seal where the seal breaks and then it kind of gets stuck back on there. It kind of gets sticky and stuck and it's not actually airtight. So it's kind of, it's a false seal and you'll end up, you could end up experiencing, um, spoilage even with that seal. In addition to removing rings, you also want to avoid stacking your jars. Do not put them on top of one another. I know that that can make storage difficult. I know for us, um, I just want to stack them because a lot of shelving 
in either my pantries or my cabinets or even like baker racks that I have. They're very, um, the, the, uh, they allow for, for pretty tall, they allow for tall objects. So you want to stack them, but you really don't, um, want to do that with your jars. Uh, again, if you put them on top of one another, you may not know if something, uh, comes unsealed. And it's taken me a couple years to really figure out the best space to store my jars and my canning supplies. Honestly, it seems to change every year. Kind of depends on how much I preserve and depends on how many jars I'm actually using, how many jars I have left over that I'm not using. It, for me, it's very challenging to figure out where to store, especially my empty jars. So if anyone has a really great option for storing empty jars, clean empty jars without getting them disgusting and dusty throughout the season. Um, I mean, obviously I clean them and sterilize them when it comes time for me to actually do preserving, but I love them to not get really nasty. So if you have any suggestions on that, I typically store them in a box. Um, nothing fancy, just kind of out of the way. I do make sure that I am storing my lids that have been used because ball lids are one. I mean, I've heard of I've heard of lots of people who reuse their ball lids, but I don't, unless I really became desperate, I probably wouldn't reuse the ball lids. Um, again, that's up to you and your preference, but I don't reuse them. So what I like to do is to keep brand new ones separate from used ones. If you've used them and they've gone through the process of actually sealing, you don't have to throw them away. You can use them for your ferments. You can use them for um, dry goods. You can use them for storage of other things that you're not actually putting through a canning process. So a couple other important factors when you're actually choosing a safe place to store your jars. Uh, one, you want to make sure that you are choosing somewhere that is out of direct sunlight. So a place that is, you know, not right up against a windowsill. I've had this before. I, I store some beans in my uh, jars right up on my windowsill. Those are more for decoration, really, because I've had lentils up there and they have completely changed colors in the sun. So I know that the sunlight definitely does something to the contents of your jar. So you don't want to keep anything in direct sunlight. So somewhere kind of dark. You also want to make sure that it's a place that is between 50 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Too hot and you'll lose your seal and it'll spoil anyways. You also want to make sure that the location that you choose to store your preserved food is in a relatively dry location. You do not want your lids to rust. So if it's somewhere that experiences too much moisture, uh, is very humid, you might experience rust if the, the jars are sitting there for a while, especially if you have your lids and your rings that you haven't yet, that you aren't using and they're just there waiting to be used. Those can rust really easily. So as I said, I have changed the location of my jar storage several times. For me, it really depends on how much room I have. Here I made some really great looking green beans as well as some really pretty pickled zucchinis. They're bright yellow, they're bright green, got the nice seasoning in there and I would really love to display that. So for some of the prettier jars, I love to store them in a built-in that I have right in my kitchen kind of show it off, but it's kind of dark enough that the sun's not there, potentially damaging the jars. Anything that's not so pretty, I send downstairs to the storage shelves. For example, a couple years ago, I did peaches, which were certainly edible, but they were not very attractive. So they went downstairs to my uh, baker's rack in my basement. 
I would love uh, what they call a jelly cabinet. They're really cute little cabinets that are just perfect for holding preserved jars, but my kitchen has no room for one. So I would love to hear some of your creative ways that you love to store your jars. You know, do you just put them in uh, the pantry, in your kitchen, in your cabinets? Do you keep them somewhere completely crazy? I know some people worry about home preservation um, because they they say they don't have enough of extra room to, to store all of this stuff through, this, through the winter. And uh, I know that you can always find room, you know, even if it's not the most convenient. I've heard people storing their jars under their beds, for example. So do you have, I would really love to hear some of your creative ways that you store your jars. If they're not in your kitchen, where do you store them? So I hope that was kind of helpful in giving you a little bit of information on how to and where to store some of your food preservation that we've worked so hard for. It really is a important thing to determine where you're going to store your jars once preserved because we put a lot of effort into preserving our food, right? So we would hate for to store them improperly and ruin all of that work. So again, hope that was helpful and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The Ultimate Fruit and Vegetable Seasonal Guide is now available and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month-by-month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high-quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingitonthehomestead.com.